Mickey, uh, Ed Sheeran, mate. He was obviously a, a, the famous singer. Um, he's in New Zealand at the yep. moment to, uh, doing his Australasian tour. Um, what he did yesterday was fantastic. He went and surprised uh, three schools uh, across Auckland with a, an impromptu performance. Unannounced. Unannounced. Turned up. And the kids went cocoa bananas to take one of your phrases from did. you. Yep. Um, this is how this is how it sounded yesterday at, uh, in New Zealand. The audio isn't that good because you can imagine the school the school PA system isn't that good. But <laughs> this is how the kids reacted to Ed Sheeran turning up. They're having fun. I love singing with the teacher at the end as well, and bloody love New Zealand. Well done. Bloody that yeah. will make those kids day, week, month, year. Costs nothing. Good on him. Um, it begs the question, uh, do, do you remember who turned up at your school? Were you ever... Uh, yes. One, uh, Who was it? I, I when I was in year six at, at Wayland Primary School, um, mm. obviously in the in the heart of Penrith district, we we got word on the Wednesday before the Friday, so I was twelve, that a couple of manly seagulls were coming to our school. One was Graham Moody, the other one was Simon Booth. So they came and done a, a coaching clinic with us on the on the Friday, and I immediately started following Manly. I, I said, if they've got, there the, you go. I said, if they want to come to my school and and you know. Show us such a good time. Well, I'm following them. I followed Manly up until the, I started playing for Penrith. It's amazing, isn't it? I remember when footballers came to the school and it was like gods. Gods. You know, you don't see them as normal people. You just can't believe they're there. Good one. Cat, what about you? Uh, a few. We had the Sydney Kings come. So hey, I don't know if you remember Steve the Carfino. Dalton. Yeah, no, it wasn't Steve Carfino, but it was the Dalton brothers and they were just towering. So, you know, as yeah. a primary school student, you've got this near seven footer. And we were just blown away. Like then I think he picked up one of the kids with just his wrist and like tried to dunk him in the net. And at the time we thought that was hilarious. You wouldn't be able to do that now. <laughs> no, that's right. He'd be in trouble. Uh, we had Sonny Gavaskar turn oh, up to wow. us. Oh, wow. Yeah. He turned up and did a, a, a speech at assembly and then hung around and uh, played with us in the net. I thought that was Hey, big moment. And the other one, this is not so impressive, but <laughs> Alan Marshall, the author of I Can Jump Puddles. <laughs> <laughs> not that popular with the kids. <laughs> we were polite anyway. Tash, oh, I can hear you. Here we, Tash. Here we go. Well, I grew what up in to you? Mudgy in country New South Wales, so no one ever yeah. visited us. But then I was at school in Sydney and I went to an all-girls Catholic school and across yes. the road they didn't even come in. To the school, they were filming Brides of Christ. Oh. You know that Australian television series? Who, who are some of the actresses in that? Who are Australian actors. Yeah, but who? And it you, was you absolutely, no, I haven't been able to Google it. It was a long time ago. <laughs> I went to school 40 years ago, but they were filming oh, across the road. Who was there? There were lots of different people. Let me go- name question names. without notice. How? Uh, okay, we've got uh, Sandy Gore. Remember Sandy Gore? Sandy Gore, Gore yeah. Uh, Josephine Burns and Lisa Hensley. You know, they played all the nuns. Yes. Yeah. Wow. 
All right, there you go. That's a good story. Uh, That's a great story. That is a good one. What about our listeners? Get involved, 13353. Who turned up to your school when you were a kid and impressed the pants off you? Coming up on Mick and MG in the morning, you will hear E-Rock, who is an Eagles super fan, ahead of the Super Bowl on Monday. He will give us the latest on what Eagles fans are getting up to. God, they are up and about. He is a great chat. Also, the internet has blown up after Jill Biden kissed Vice President Kamala Harris's husband on the lips. We find out someone in this room is a serial lip kisser and we are going to address it. Who came to your school? We wanted. Did you have another one, MG? I, I did. Uh, that was primary school when I had Graham Eady and Simon Booth from Manly. Yeah. But in high school, when I was in year eight, um, the, the late, great John English came and performed at our school. He was doing like a tour in the West. Yeah, and we kind wow. of, again, um, then he was in that TV show All Together Now. Yeah. And I'm, I've known him a lot after he came to my school, and I'm, I remember seeing him somewhere. I said, do you remember coming to Wyoming High School? He goes, I did. I loved it. Because he was that was the peak of his powers. And he was, he was a good man. I, I miss him. We had a janitor at our school who looked exactly like John. <laughs> really? And we just used to bait him the whole time. <laughs> Sing some songs, mate. Sing some songs. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's on the line. Rachel, who turned up at your school? Good morning, good morning. Hello. Um, Peter Sterling. Oh! Sterlo. Yeah, okay, what was he doing? He was actually working. He wasn't working, but he was being... He was standing over an open ditch, and there were two other fellas shoveling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. what, what year was this about? What, what, uh, what year were we talking? Um, this was... Primary school, probably year three. Okay. Uh, and did he have like a hard hat on or something? Or? <laughs> he just had his blonde, blonde hair and it was quite long, so that's how come everyone knew who it was. Well done, Sterlo. <laughs> he was sexy. Oh. He was sexy back then. Mm. Well, speaking of sexy, Justin, who turned up at your school? Uh, I went to school in WA, boys. So yep. I had um, a little unknown West Coast Eagles player show up and show us how to kick. His name was Ben Cousins. Don't oh, you ever heard of him? Wow. Yes. wow. So you said he was unknown, though. So you weren't that impressed at the time? or? But, oh, no, we were still impressed. He gave out backs to everyone, so we were cheering. Well, when you say well, bags, yeah, that could be. When you say bags, yeah. let's just let's leave that understand alone. exactly. Mm. Show bags, <laughs> show bags. Look at out there. Thank you, Sam's on the line. Sam, who turned up at your school? Sammy. Uh, okay, Sam. Sammy. We had yeah. Hello. Hello, buddy. How are you? <laughs> Good mate. You're on the radio. Yeah, we can I'll have a chat later. Um, oh, we had Russell Crowe. A Russell Crowe, oh, the gladiator. Wow. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. Russell Crowe doesn't get any bigger. What an actor. Well done. Donna's on the line. Who turned up at your school, Donna? Okay, so at primary school, we had um, Gough Whitlam. He came to open the school. What? Wow. And got wow. to sing the national anthem for him. And then yep. in high school was Peter Garrett. He came oh. to discuss uranium mining. Etc. and to get us all to be conscientious future voters. Oh, well done. And did he sing? Yes. What did, yep. what did they sing? Oh, God. You as boss as Read about it. <laughs> How can we sleep <laughs> while our beds Just are burning? Just another ridiculous. <laughs> 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 no doubt. <laughs> all right, everyone, everyone calm down. Oh, you <laughs> That's a beauty. Uh, Terence is on the line. Terence, uh, who turned up at your school? 
Uh, I was down uh, Whaler Reserve. I went to Badang Avenue, but um, Sydney Swans and Warwick Kappa and the boys in the 80s. Oh, Warwick Kappa. Wow. What school did you go to? I, I didn't know he was allowed Madang. within 500 metres of yeah, uh, just up the road from UMG, uh, Madang Avenue. Yeah, well, when I went to Wayland High School, we had three primary schools join us. We had Wayland, Mount Druitt, and Madang. We're all, all made up Wayland High School. Beautiful. There you go. I went hey. to Wayland too. Join you, brother. Shane, who came to your <laughs> school back in the day? Good morning, staff. Hello, buddy. <laughs> I, was at, uh, I was at a rough school in Melbourne, and they didn't announce anything, and they said, hey, we all got to go outside, and we all thought, oh, more punishment, okay. <laughs> and um, we go outside, and it's the Coca-Cola yo-yo team. What a champion, <laughs> Oh, walk, walk, walking the dog around the world, the Eiffel Tower. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in orbit, you know, when you yeah. fully extend it. The rock the cradle. And they're all rock about, the there's three of them. There's three of them. They're about six foot eight, you know, <laughs> and very skinny. I, I remember them coming to the school. They were like, God, everyone had run out in the yard afterwards and try and emulate it, and it was a debacle. Uh, Ross. Who turned up at your school, mate? Mick and MG. It was Michael Hutchins, and it was every day. Oh, he went to your school? Oh, absolutely, wow. yeah. Wow. How was it? Talk to, give us a bit of insight on how he was as a, a student at a school. He was a very quiet but eccentric type of guy. Mm. Um, I think he had did a, well with the ladies? Did well with the girls, of course, but I think he had one of those issues with family background and all that type of thing, so... Him growing up, I suppose, you know, didn't help him a lot. But yeah. look what he became, and uh, unfortunately, we lost a great person there. Yeah, well said, Roscoe. All right, that's got the ball rolling. Craig's on the line. Who turned up at your school, Craig? Uh, yeah, hey, boys. Great Hello. show. Love, love listening to you. Um, Thank you. No worries. We had uh, the cockroaches turn up to our show. <laughs> oh, before they became the Wiggles. That's exactly right, yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, that was interesting. I saw them in concert a couple of times, I'm, cockroaches. Oh, what were they yeah. doing? They were just playing, were they? Or? Yeah, that's it. They came and did, a, did like a little mini concert in our hall. And, uh, yeah, then they disappeared. And then next thing we knew, they were the Wiggles. <laughs> uh, well, they... <laughs> Pulled the right rein yeah. there, I reckon. Yes. Uh, good on you, mate. Uh, Jake's on the line. Uh, who turned oh, up? Oh, no. you're kidding this, could, this, this is hey, real. Good morning, Howie. Good, Jakey. What are you talking about, Jake? So, yeah, we uh, we had MC Hammer come to our school. Oh, no. <laughs> what was he doing there? <laughs> so, uh... In the early 2000s, he was a preacher after he'd lost all of his money from the Hammer Time days. That's true. Um, yeah, so he got brought into our school to come and talk about the Lord <laughs> and all that stuff. Uh, the best part was there was this really, really atheist teacher who tried to give him a go, and yeah, no, he was like, no, you can't touch this. No, <laughs> you can't touch this. Did he have his Hammer Time pants on? <laughs> yeah, the, the parachutes? No, no, he was all dressed up in a suit and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's unreal. Oh, boo. Oh, well, at least he turned up. Bob, who turned up at your school, mate? Yeah, when I was a young snapper, uh, about 76, 77, Jeffrey Boycott turned up to our school to have a hit in the nets with the uh, first 11 cricketers, and one of our yep. bowlers took, took out his leg stump. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there was 
And there was about 200 young kids all going, ooh-ah, ooh-ah. <laughs> and all that crap about him not being able to hit a ball a long way went out the window. He just tonked everything from there on. Oh, yeah, would have been, would <laughs> have been oh, I'll bet he did. He wouldn't have taken that well. Good on you, Bob. Andrew is on the line. Uh, who turned up at your school, mate? Morning, boys. Um, Peter Wynn, he was actually uh, a teacher at our school. So at the time when he was still playing. So I think yep. it was one of the 80s grand finals that they won. Uh, he brought the trophy, Sterlo, Brett Kenny, and a couple of the other boys. What school? Uh, St. John's Park. Because I, I, he was my math teacher in year nine at uh, Whalen High School, Peter Wynn. In, yeah. Eight, yeah. in Clearly didn't do a very good job. <laughs> You know what, Mick, year eight was the best three years of my life. That's been a shithouse maths teacher. Good work. Time for one more. Cam, uh, who turned up at your school, mate? Yeah, we had our, our local member of parliament turn up a few times, but he had, had one of those names that was just a joke that kept giving. Richard Face. Well, And the kids would have loved that. If you're listening, Dick, hi, good morning. Here comes Dick Face. We like it. Well done. The State of the Union address was made yesterday uh, by Joe Biden. And Natasha Belling joins us uh, to tell us what the biggest talking point out of that whole day was. She'll be all over this. This will be hard hitting. It'll be political. It'll be a fascinating insight yeah. into the day. What happened, Tash? I uh, gave us more details about the ongoing uh, relationships with China, but the big story to come out of it was <laughs> Jill Biden, his wife's decision to kiss Vice President Kamala Harris's husband on the lips, and it sparked a lot of debate about... <laughs> We don't mind a kiss or a cuddle. So but that's the biggest thing you. That's the biggest thing you that's took it. out of this. No, that's what Tush. you brought in the meeting. You, you are so. Ch- you, you're not a Jeez, newsreader Tush. anymore. You're, 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 you've come to our level, and I love it. <laughs> uh, what's wrong with lip kissing? Yes, nothing. How oh. long have you got? That's because you do it. I don't I'm do it. Sorry. I don't do it. Are you, a, are you, a, are you a lip kisser? I kiss Mickey on the on the cheek. He did. Yeah. For the first I, I, I'm, a, I'm an affectionate man. You are. I, I really you am. Are. And I've always, when I meet and greet someone, I always go for a kiss on the cheek. But if that intended target doesn't deviate and then goes straight to the lip, I go, oh, shit, that's a little, it feels a little bit, you know, awkward, but you can't really get out of it if someone doesn't move their, their. What, so you're going head like a bull in a china shop to the lips and no, then we're go, meant I'm, to move. I'm going for the cheek. I'm always going for the oh, cheek. It's no, right you in don't. the corner of the mouth. Oh, it, pig's it is ass. right there. Like a right like you see the lips and then you don't have time to dodge because you're so imposing. And then the lips hit like the corner of your mouth. Hey, well, I can I can I can see a HR battle going on here. We all know Everyone knows a lip kisser, and yes. you see him coming, and you go, "Oh, good lord, here we go!" And you, and you duck, and you weave, and you. you know see, that's not for me. I'm, I'm more of a hair sniffer. I, do you know what I mean? Just I've... Kind of sidle up and start sniffing hair. I suspected that, Mick. Yeah. Well, well you're, you're inches away from a good sniffing yourself. So you watch yourself. Um. And occasionally I cup some boob. You know, it's just, I mean, where that's, did you draw the line? He said occasionally, okay? Like, the line is very clear. <laughs> that's occasional. Can I be honest? I did love that about COVID, is it got rid of all of those awkward scenarios. I, I love a cuddle, but 
I don't like strangers coming up for a kiss. You you wear gloves to work still. I mean, come on. You're Mrs. Quarantine. For special occasions, I'll, I'll go with a squirrel grip. <laughs> he did that you when know? he met me. Oh, he goes, G'day, mate. Grab me right the tags. G'day, oh. big fella. Oh. I just I just did a bit of a stock take down there and just made sure everything was where it should be. Check me prostate. It was good. Uh, lip kissing, you know what? I reckon it used to be more popular. I reckon yeah. back in the like your, 70s like or your name? 80s. Or, Swingers. Or, yeah. Yes. <laughs> The mafia still do it. I yes. tell you what, if you get kissed on the lips <laughs> with the mafia, you're cooked. <laughs> Good night. You are cooked. No lip kissing, people. No. 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 Oh, well, you, Especially you, COVID. No. Give, give me that spray. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the star reveals this is Bill Bombshell. Wow. I've watched Hollywood. Can you show me real quick? Yeah, a yes. segment, the segment, Mickey, that's taking uh, Sydney Radio by storm. It's, um... it's, it's, it's your entertainment segment. We're, we're getting a new header for it. It's going to be OMG, MG. Because well, you covered the Veronicas last time yes, and their celebrity feud. What are you bringing to the table today? Well, I've got a few today. I'll, I'll, I'll rush through them um, because Bill Gates, our, our favourite nerd, um, has found love. He's um, He's found love in the... In a name, he's Paula. Uh, her husband died. Um, he was sixty-two. He's a he's a billionaire. Um, but he's remember last month he was just in Australia for the Australian Open, the tennis, yeah. and he looked pretty happy. Paula Heard, the widow of late Oracle CEO Mark Heard, um, they've been going out for more than a year, Mickey, and by all reports, they are inseparable. Two words. Prenup. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. From both she's only she's only with him for the free Microsoft <laughs> office. You know what though, and I've heard this, he goes off like a firecracker in the sack. I heard Have you heard yeah, this? Yeah. He goes cocoa bananas. <laughs> Favorite position, reverse cowboy. Uh <laughs> He's, he's like Tommy Lee. Yeah. He's like Tommy Lee. Yeah, it's, more, it's all more, happening. Well, more like Tommy Lee. Just Lee, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, he needs a couple of rodeo clowns to run in when he's done. Hose the joint down. He'll have, he'll have, a, sex, he'll have a sex tape out soon. Don't you worry about that. Revenge fringe. of the Nerds 3. <laughs> <laughs> A nerdy threesome, that's what he's after. Oh, my god! All right, what else you got? Well, there's a there's a lady, in, in Tash, you'd probably know who this lady is in America. It's Megan Kelly. She's got the Megan Kelly show. Yes, Megan Kelly. Well, she, US journal. Yeah, well, she's unloading on a couple of my favourites overnight. Um, Madonna and Leonardo DiCaprio. Let's first listen to what she's had to say about Madonna. I'm going to hunt her down for this. I'm sorry, but this is That's a wow. sickness. Is that Madonna? This is an unwell person. I don't know if it says more about her, about our society, about celebrity, mm. but it's wow. disturbing me at the core. <laughs> this tells me she, she's a sick person who needs some help. So we need to point out she's referring to her antics backstage yep. at the Grammys and her where look. she was simulating a sex act and uh, tongue-kissing good, good people honor. and all that. Well, I'm just giving the background yeah, so yeah. we know what Megan Kelly was talking about. And I say good on her. I mean, come on. She's 65. She's earned the right to do whatever she wants to do. She's our material girl, you know? Yeah. She's, my, she... only, my, my only point is the, the cone-shaped bra she wears hangs about halfway down her stomach <laughs> now because it... That's just the bra. So, it's a corset. The bra. <laughs> you, you know, those old, the, the old granny boobs. Um, and the other thing, here's something, because she's super fit. She's super fit. She's, she's yes. always super fit. And her husband, Guy Ritchie, after they broke up, said something. He said, making love to Madonna 
who's like cuddling gristle, oh. which wasn't very charitable. No. And it reminded me of something one of my ex-girlfriends said. <laughs> Let me think about it. What was it again? Oh, that's right. Uh, making love to Mick Malloy is like cuddling a big fat prick. <laughs> that's right. I think I got the wording right. Oh, but it's very kind of you. But look, and look, Megan Kelly didn't just she clapped down more on uh, our good mate Leonardo DiCaprio. Listen to what she said about him. He is now dating a teenager, literally a teenager. She's nineteen. He's in the news every week for how he won't date anybody past age twenty-five. If he does, it makes news. And now he's actually gone down to a teenager. She could literally be his daughter. She's gorgeous. And it's like, okay, great. She's a model. Of course, they all are. To me, this is also sad. This guy, from the rate of things, is never going to know the joy of meeting somebody who he can fall in deep love with and build a family with. He's just going to keep banging teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> she I mean, said that like it was a bad thing. I mean, look, look, Leonardo, a bit like Madonna. I mean, he's 49. He's, he's earned the right to do what he wants. These are all consenting adults. They, you know, they're not saying, they're, they're not there against their free will. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Do you what? know what he is? What? He's the world's best toolie. Yes, it's a toolie. <laughs> he, he's, he, he's a toolie and God love him. Yep. Well, there's allegations that they're actually not dating. They're apparently sitting next to each other and sources close to Leonardo, I immediately believe the sources close to him, deny it that they're dating. But he allegedly, as soon as the girlfriends turn 25, he dumps them. Yeah, that's right. Now, you love Leonardo, but would you let your daughter... 17-year-old daughter, date him? I'd MG. kill him. I'd kill him. <laughs> tick-tack, tick-tack. Checking the latest online. <laughs> it's Mick Talk. There goes my phone again. <laughs> it's it's morning, every time. I hit the panic stations. Uh, welcome to Mick Talk. Today, we are talking about Logan Paul. Everyone's talking about Logan Paul coming to Sydney. It's a huge story. I've just got one question for you. Who is Logan Paul? Okay, well, to take a, a line out of Zoolander, um, he is so hot right now. Uh, Logan Paul is an internet superstar. What's he do? He, oh, he basically just a, a, an inverted comet, an influencer. He's a, him and his brother Jake were both um, Disney kids. They both acted in Disney when they were younger. But now Logan has a podcast. He, he's dabbled in boxing. Um, but he's come up with this drink called Prime which is going bananas. It's an energy energy drink which is being launched in Woolworths. He's in town hall today. Uh, sorry, next Monday he's coming to town. So um, along with his business partner, fellow influencer KSI, um, this drink was launched, Mickey, in um, in England about three months ago. And it's what it's, is it? It's, it's it's just a it's called P R I M E. It's like an energy drink. It's now the energy drink, like a Gatorade type thing. But it's now the the energy drink and what of makes the it UFC. So good? What I don't know. So I, I haven't had a taste of it yet. I have not tasted it yet. But I'm, and what does I'm he do? You haven't told me what he does yet, MG. You're not answering well, any of my okay, questions. Okay, so he's a podcaster. He, he's basically yeah. a podcaster with a massive following. And, and what's his podcast about? Uh, himself and his mates. And basically, he's just living the dream. My, my he young sounds like a giant thing. knob. Sounds, <laughs> well, like, to, a, you sounds know what? like a massive dick. Can I be, in it? Can I be very honest? He Please. Is. He is. <laughs> Logan Paul's coming here to flog a drink. We don't know who he is. He's got a – it's an energy drink out. And what, are people going to turn up to – who's following yeah. him? Who's who's influencing well, this? Well, okay, guy? so my he's, he's my son's age. He's my oldest son's yeah. age, and they all love him. They they love his antics. Um, they, you know, they – 
they go and do stunts. They do kind of like a jackass type of thing, but a little bit more moderate than them. His brother, Jake Paul, is kind of taking boxing pretty seriously. He's he's fighting he's, Tyson Fury's brother. He's sing, soon, single-handedly ruining boxing. He's single-handedly <laughs> yeah. making boxing a sideshow. Well, that's his brother. There, there you go. There's his brother. So they're both knobs. <laughs> Why don't we go and do his launch his drink long and just heckle him? I'm going to chuck a bottle of this prime at his noggin. Mid-speech. <laughs> Doink. She's going to bounce off his stu- stupid head. <laughs> Influence that. Influence that, you giant knob. <laughs> I've, I've, we've done a whole segment, and I still have no more idea who Logan Paul is than when we started. Where's he going? What's he doing? I don't know. Yeah, who I don't knows? Care. Who cares? <laughs> Whatever. Perfect. Gaia! He's over his head. What a try! Sport Report. Yeah, the much anticipated, uh, much anticipated, <laughs> anticipated test uh, series between the Aussies and the the Indians in Nagpur overnight was um, a bit of a one-sided affair, Mickey, because Australia were sensationally bowled out for 177 runs. Uh, Jadeja, the spinner, left-hand spinner for India, claiming five for for 47. Um, the hosts were one for 77 at stumps with uh, young. Rookie Todd Murphy getting the wicket, so well under him. But that was the only bright spark in a day yeah. in a day of woe. Um, this morning is the question, Mick. Where was Travis Head? Um, Unbelievable. He, the selectors have had a shocker. Yep. I, I don't understand it. He's the informed batsman. He's over there. They've they've tried something too cute. I think so. I'd love a full explanation, please. Uh, Hanscom hasn't played for four years. Yep. Uh, at, at test level. And, and he's in. So, I don't know. Shot himself from the foot on the way out. It was a tough day. Uh, we didn't get off to a flyer. And it's always tough uh, over there. Mm. But, uh, you know, you got to... I'm, I'm confused. Well, Travis Head, okay, just to quickly wrap this up. He's the number four ICC test batsman in the world. Um, this summer against, obviously, West Indies in South Africa, he plundered 525 runs at 87 Point five zero. The first, uh, the first Australian to finish a home summer with five hundred runs and a strike rate of ninety five. But however, they found way a way to brutally axe him. I, I, George Bailey, who's head of the, the chairman of selectors, as you say, uh, Tony Dottomade, Andrew McDonald, the coach, and Pat Cummins. They need an explanation. Explanation, please. please. I want to talk scammers, guys, oh, uh, yeah. just for a minute, because this is affecting our quality of life now. It's yep. got to the point where it's so so big mm. that you can't answer your phone, you can't answer emails, you can't do anything unless you know. In fact, in my inbox, there's more scammers yep. than there are actual people. And I can't understand how telecommunications carriers can't stop this or at least knock it off because it's just out of hand. It's it's crazy stuff. Uh, the elderly are getting oh, picked off. Oh, Mickey, it's it's it's, it's 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 yeah, it's shocking for the elderly, mate. You know, in the old days when it was just cash, someone put a gun to your head. It was almost easier uh, to deal with than it is now. This stuff, uh, it just keeps coming, and it uh, you can't a- answer anything with confidence. Uh, I'll give you a. Uh, there was a very good uh, bloke. What's this guy's name? Bryce Lockett. Yep. Uh, posted a TikTok on Tuesday of a phone conversation he had with a scam artist who he identified. Uh, have a listen. 
reason for this call, my name is Eric, I'm calling on behalf of Suncorp, sir. The reason for this call is just regards to a payment that we've placed on hold, just due to the simple fact there has been a lot of scams recently. People <laughs> are taking the cryptocurrency investment seriously, okay, sir? You're pretty good at doing the scam yourself. Really? I, I don't scam, sir. I work at the bank. Well, you don't, because this is the third time this has happened to me, and I've already called Suncorp every time. You don't even exist. That's what I'm saying, like, you wouldn't even believe us from Scotland, would you? You're the scammer, bro. I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not even from Australia, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you say no, bro. Nice try, bro. No problem, brother. What's it like in Australia? I, I need to come there one day, man. Mm. Are we going to meet up? Well, if you stop scamming all my money, I'll take you around. I'm, bro, I'm going to scam everyone else's money. I'm going to take you around. Yeah, right, yo. Can I give you a hint? If you want to try and get someone to be believing you, maybe make up a part of the department that actually exists or use a phone number that we can actually see. Why do you feel the need to scam people? I make a lot of money doing it, sir. Yeah, you, you, make, you make money, but everyone else loses out on their money. I don't give a f***, mate. That's not me. They, they, I'm not going to meet them once in my life. They ain't going to benefit me or... They get the money back from Suncorp, so it's, it's fine. Yeah, right. Wow. Quite revealing, isn't it? Mm. There it is. Uh, a scammer with the skirts up. You get to see what's going on, their attitude. And this just keeps coming. And they do make money. And people do lose uh, their savings. Uh, it's got to stop. Uh, give us a call if you've been scammed. One triple three five three. Cat, did you go down? I had my credit card skimmed off some website and I just suddenly checked uh, my account and off it was weird items. Like they'd bought a Zorb ball, you know, one of those balls you get in and roll down a hill. (laughs) Wow. They'd bought a golf membership and then a packet of lollies. (laughs) Was that Mick? Okay. Uh, I have a feeling kids may have got your card. I did the same thing because my credit card was stolen once. And I, when I got the bill, I was just going through it, going, what are they doing this lot? Like uh, uh, two roast chickens from Bilo, and then there's you know a carton of cigarettes. I'm trying to work out. I'm trying to profile them. Uh, according to what they'd taken. Tasha, you know something on a bigger scale? Yeah, it's really serious, Mick, because what's awful is that all of us are trusting people, and especially the elderly who mightn't be up to speed with online banking. And what these scammers can do, and I know of one case, is sometimes they can actually get into your emails, and then you've got to be really careful. If you get an email from someone talking about anything to do with money, even if you know that person, the advice is pick up the phone and talk to them and say, did you just send me an email about transferring money? I know of an elderly couple that said they got a scammer call. We were with the bank. Your credit card has been, um, you know, fraudulent activity. We're going to walk you through how to reset your account. Oh, so wow. this poor elderly couple oh, okay, sat okay. on the computer, did it all. Their daughter called and pulled the plug and they lost $300,000. Oh, $300,000. There you go to, to a dick like that bloke who yeah. was just on the phone yeah. there. One triple three five three. Let's hear your stories. This is, it's just it's endemic a, at the yeah, moment. It's, bloody uh, it's unbelievable. It Give us a call. Indeed. Someone has to step up. Irene, what happened to you? Uh, I've got a property up on the Gold Coast and um, and I've had someone checking in with a false credit card, obviously. And um, anyway, they clogged up $3,500 on the credit card oh, for a Jesus. few days in accommodation. And then after they checked out a few, probably about oh, four days later, I got a phone call from the person that actually owns the credit card and said, 
hey, I've never stayed at your property. So I reported it to the police, bookings.com, and they couldn't really help me. Um, so I ended up missing out on the $3,500. But then, um, so now from now, like after that, um, what I have to do, people checking in, is get them to go on FaceTime for a second and show me their credit card and... Yeah, nice, nice. Oh, that's 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 so sad. That's so sad that they're bastards out there taking advantage of people. So you know who are, who are doing the right thing. No one's in control of this technology. No, this right. more, well, Mickey, what know, happens is they we, we start to get control. a hold of it, and then they find something else to to do. It's a, it's uh, scary. It's a joke. It's a joke. Grant is on the line. Grant, uh, are you being scammed as we speak? Are you? Yeah, mate. So what's happening with me at the moment is. So they, on your story before, they said that the number doesn't show up properly, but what they're doing now is they're hacking into mobile phone numbers and ringing off the mobile someone's mobile phone number. So presently at the moment, I get like 50 to 100 calls a day from people saying, I had a missed call from this number. And what they're doing is they're using my mobile number to ring people and then try and scam them that way. Good heads yep. up, brother. Good heads up, That's Grant. It. They're obviously smart people. If we could channel this energy <laughs> into something legitimate, There'd be no they'd probably laws. be good at business. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Judy's on the line. Judy, uh, you've been scammed. Hello. Judy. Hi, Jude. Hi. Yep. Um, so I, I, um, I sold a property last year and looked for a term deposit to put some money in and um, just did a search online and invested $400,000 with... What I thought was Rabobank, um, but it oh wasn't. Holy moly. Um, yeah, um, I've got $200,000 uh, back. I'm still trying to chase the rest, but unlikely that I'll get any more. How um, did you get 200 back? Um, so my bank um, just did a freeze on the outgoing account. Right. Gotcha. And they, they managed to get that back. Um, and they, they actually alerted me and they said, no, this doesn't look right, you know, because I was actually going to put an extra 500000 in. I'm so glad I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, I've, I've worked in finance for over 30 years. So if this can happen to me... Oh. So exactly for. right. You're, you're intelligent. Uh, you know this business. And it's, it's that complicated now, the efforts they're going to. John's on the line. John, uh, have you been scammed? Yeah, Mickey, uh, a couple of years ago, our credit card was showing up about $8,000 worth of uh, in two transactions, and it turned out it was some scammer who was getting boob jobs done in a Birmingham wow. hospital. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm going to allow that. At least it went to a good cause, John. Well, yeah, least we got our money back. Well, well, you should happy, get the, you you know, should get the boobs happy, back. That was a happy ending. You should so get speak. the boobs back. <laughs> All right, Eric's on the line. Eric? Morning, what happened guys, to you, mate? G'day, Eric. Yeah, good. What um, happened? Mine's very concerning because I was scammed. My credit card was hit three times in three week, uh, three months, but it was small amounts they're going for. So it was $30, odd $40. Odd. When I got it showed up on my statement as E-Boys, B-O-Y-S. So when I scanned over this statement, I went eBay. Hang on, I haven't bought anything. Mm-hmm. Checked eBay, checked PayPal, contacted the bank, and that's when they said, this has actually happened last month and the month prior. Did you notice? And I went, no. And the gentleman told me they now go for small amounts. So, Eric, what's your, what's your message to our listeners about you know, looking forward to this, mate? How do, you, how do you stop it happening? 
just keep an eye on in on your bank statements. If you've got a mobile app, have a look once a week, skim back. Yep. And if you see something small but odd, they're hitting your bank. And you wouldn't notice it because it's like 30 bucks. Yep. But be okay. Every and we are all very much looking forward to Monday morning past 10 o'clock for this massive game. The Philadelphia Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl. What a day. What a year. What a season these guys have put together. The goal wasn't just to get there. We got one more. Well, I'm excited about Super Bowl, but not as excited as our next guest. And to get an insight... And how big a day this is generally in America for most American, probably the biggest sporting day on the calendar, and how it is specifically of great interest to the craziest fans in the NFL, and I'm referring to the Philadelphia Eagles, who one of their greatest, one of their best, one of their maddest joins us on the line now to talk us through uh, Super Bowl Sunday. It's E-Rock. How are you, E-Rock? Yo, it is so good to talk to you guys again. And 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 listen, before we get before we get this off the ground, yeah. I just got to thank you for two reasons. Number yeah. one, five years ago the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. I happened to talk to you guys about going into the game, yep. so I think yep. you're the good luck charm. I think you're <laughs> the good luck charm. So thank you guys. Second of Wait. all. Jordan, I, I have to thank you for Jordan Mulata. Yeah. You know, the Australian <laughs> You're welcome. football player. I don't know what you you guys were feeding that kid, but he is huge. <laughs> He's taking Philadelphia and the NFL by storm. So thank you guys so much. We appreciate I, it. You know what it is? It's two blokes in a Jordan Mulata suit. That's what it is. <laughs> the, the guy is Listen, a one-man. It it's working. <laughs> it's working. So talk us through the level of excitement uh, in the Philadelphia ranks right now. Where are you? What are you feeling? What's the vibe? Uh, the, the, the city's vibe is absolutely immaculate. I mean, there was a point in time, remember, where this this city was teased at the fact that they had never won a Super Bowl before. And then in 2017, they won it. A lot of us thought we were going to die before we ever saw this <laughs> team win a Super Bowl. And yeah. now we have the opportunity to win our second one. I'm flying out there. I can't wait to get to Arizona. I'm going to be seeing it firsthand in person, and I am so jacked for this. Well, you say some of you thought you might die, and some of you could, given the way that you celebrate after a win. I'm going to play you a grab. I'm going to play you a grab of uh, how it, this was covered in advance of the last game against the 49ers. Let's have a listen to the news report. We bring you the iconic image of the morning, the greased pole. Oh, boy. <laughs> Police in Philadelphia have been uh, using vats of Crisco. I believe and so. And <laughs> rubbing it on poles in downtown Philly to try to prevent fans from climbing the pole. Uh, I'm not quite sure it's going to deter them if they win this game. Pretty crazy, yes. <laughs> What is it about Philly fans, E-Rock? What's the deal? Listen, first of all, alcohol outweighs grease, okay? Yes. So (laughs) a a bit of, a lot of alcohol and a bit of determination will not, will absolutely beat a grease pole every single time. It doesn't matter what you grease or where it is, we're climbing it, period. You've been, you've had a bit of a track record for some time, uh, where you are fierce, and you once booed, in 1968, you booed Santa in a Christmas pageant. I was so <laughs> angry. This is true. You were so angry at the struggling sign and substandard halftime pageant, you began booing 
and throwing snowballs at the 19-year-old who was filling in as Santa. <laughs> Jordan Maylata. Well, man, as far, as far as I'm concerned, Santa got off easy. I, I feel a lot worse done at an Eagles game. If that's what we're known for, booing and throwing snowballs at a drunk Santa Claus, um, he got off pretty light. And E-Rock, a, a bit of history being made in this Super Bowl because for the first time ever we have two African-American quarterbacks taking on each other. Fantastic, isn't it? And, you know, the, the, the NFL really does as a whole. It's not just the Eagles. The NFL really does a great job of being inclusive and, and sending out positive messages for for ending racism and, and racial inclusion. And listen, Mahomes is the real deal. Yeah. So, you know, it's not going to be easy, but uh, Jalen Hurts is too, and it's going to be great to see these two world class quarterbacks go at it. Rihanna, halftime entertainment. You happy with that? Or are you going to throw snowballs at her? What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, are you kidding me? Like, Rihanna's coming out of retirement. Like, going to the Super Bowl and cheering on my team is one thing. I get to see Riri at halftime, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't think my heart can take this. Okay, E-Rock, it's game time. What's the plan of attack? Well, the, 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 the plan of attack for the Philadelphia Eagles going into the game is just the pass rush. You saw when Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went up against Mahomes, it was yep. all about the pass rush. The Eagles have the deepest and best offensive line in the NFL. The game will be won in the trenches. The Eagles have the best offensive line. Thanks to Jordan Mulata, by the way. And the yep. best defensive line. And that's where the game is going to be won for the Birds. You've got Mickey wrong there, mate. He wants to know how long you're going to party for after you win. What's going to be the time frame of, of your your drunkenness? A week? A day? A month? A year? How long? I will sleep when I am dead. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I will go until I drop. Well. The party doesn't stop until the pulse stops. A-Rock, I, I wish you and the craziest fans in the NFL all the best. It's going to be a mountain to climb, but you've done it before. And uh, no doubt you'll be uh, throwing one of your famous tailgate parties out the front beforehand. On behalf of all Australians, uh, we'll be barracking for, for your team, obviously. And we wish you all the best. Go Eagles! Let's celebrate another week that was with Mick and MG. And let's start with Andy Lee, who exposed MG with some questions from his TV show, The 100. What percentage of Australians have married or hooked up with a relative? Ooh. Okay, are we talking about... Does this go to Tasmania? <laughs> Which state? Under I stay on the record, you can legally marry your first cousin in Australia. Yeah, I know you can. I'm going to say... I'm gonna say <laughs> my first ever proper kiss was with my cousin. Really? Okay. Oh, okay. At 14 years of age. So you're one of, you're one of the people. Yes. <laughs> then Mick made a dick of himself ordering an Uber. I'd had a couple at a pub I was leaving. I called an Uber. And when it arrived, I got out and jumped in the back seat, told him the directions, and it wasn't the Uber. It was just a guy. <laughs> 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 Pull up. He get out of my car. <laughs> he's he's just trying to You won't believe what just happened to me. Mick Malloy jumped in the back of my car <laughs> and said, so St Kilda. That happens. We also shared some stories of some of the great tight asses. There's a famous one in rugby league, the great Gary Jack. There's a story of him in the 80s playing for Balmain and he had a mate who worked on the Harbour Bridge. So he finished at 4.35 in the afternoon. His mate didn't get on the toll till yeah. about 7 o'clock at night. But he'd wait around because he, he lived in the gong. Avoid a 50 <laughs> cents each way toll. What a tight ass. That is unbelievable. Great man. I went on a first date oh, we and go. we had a tappers so there was a couple of small dishes and at the end he itemised everything and went I didn't I don't eat chorizo so that tappers dishes oh, for you. Wow. <laughs> you had a wine and I didn't. It was unreal. Yeah, well, you're getting nothing tonight. How about that? <laughs>
he took me out for Valentine's dinner and I ordered and then he asked the waitress to bring an extra knife and fork. <laughs> so he ate off my plate. <laughs> <laughs> My dad's such a tight ass. When my kid was four years old, uh, he made him a Devon sandwich with a bit of tomato sauce. He didn't eat the sandwich, so dad washed the tomato sauce off and hung the Devon <gasps> over the drying rack. No. <laughs> it appears Prince Harry sounded a bit raunchy in his audiobook. He treated me not unlike a young stallion. Quick ride, after which he'd smack my rump and sent me off to graze. Slow down, Harry. things about it that were wrong. It happened in a grassy field behind a busy pub. <laughs> I think it's a great thing that someone from that family is choosing older women. <laughs> then Mick told us when he finally realised he needed a mobile phone. The old pub phone, and it got to the point where the phone used to ring and it was for me. <laughs> Mick, it's for you, mate. <laughs> and I knew I'd gone too far when my mail started arriving there. <laughs> We towed the line, but had a real giggle at the most controversial town names. Bum past Virginia. Oh. Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Yes, yeah, Rooty Hill. <laughs> There's a place called Fucking in, oh, in Austria. I'm sorry, that's the name of the town. I'd like to go to Gobbler's Knob. In, uh, Who's Gobbler? In, in Pennsylvania. <laughs> on, on our trip there. Where are you going? Where are you let's stopping Let's stop at Muff in Ireland. As long as on the way back, can we just drop in and see some friends in Dildo, Canada? Yes. One lucky prize winner today could win a trip to Twat, Scotland. Oh, yes. But we might send one lucky listener to Middlefart, Denmark. <laughs> I'm going there. <laughs> no, I'd rather send him to Two Mile Bottom. <laughs> then Tash almost lost us our radio licence. I don't know whether am I allowed yes, to say you're it. Yes, you are. Say it because it's the name of a place. I went to New Zealand. Yep. Yes. And I went to fuck a papa. <laughs> yeah, but where'd you stay? Hello. <laughs> I told you we'd drag you down to our level eventually. I went into the petrol station and said to the guy, excuse me, the way that you spell this town is W-H-A-K-A-P-A-P-A. And he said, yeah, darling, let's fuck a papa. I'm going to isolate that. And that's going to be my ringtone. Mick wanted some more innovation from a woman that breastfed her husband. My boobs on fire. I mean, she could at least put some in his coffee. <laughs> he could have warmed it up. <laughs> I would have put some Kahlua in my mouth. <laughs> or some Baileys. Some Baileys, yeah. maybe some Tia Maria. How are you taking yeah. your breast milk? With a shot of Kahlua, please. We chatted about the goat of all sports after LeBron made history. Championships, LeBron's won four, MJ's won six. I'd like to put Phil Smythe into that conversation too. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what a great, what a, what a great comb player. Over. He's the goat when it comes to athletes with comb-overs. By the way, I think in terms of teams, you have to recognise the Harlem Globetrotters. They never, <laughs> do, do, never, do, do, do. never once lost to the Washington Generals. I mean, that's a 100% record. What a, what a team. What, they're, they're under the radar, I tell you what. And finally, Mick decided to help MG out with his fear of flying. Some research has been done to identify the safest seat on an aeroplane. Is there any such data as a safe seat in a plane? I don't think so. If it's going down, you're gone. And I don't like talking about this when I'm about to jump on a plane or go to Perth either. I'm a bad flyer. By the way, I've got a really bad feeling about that flight. Oh! Oh, oh Mick. You're a buffhead. You, you know what? There's nothing in a couple of vodka. It's nothing in a couple of vodkas won't help. Mate, you, you'll be right. Just try and break Booty's record. <laughs> That was another week that was with Mick and MG in the morning on Triple M Sydney. 
Nick Malloy, MG in the morning.